Hi, I'm Akhil Arora. And I'm Rohan Nahar. Welcome to The Long Take. This week, we're discussing House of the Dragon, which ended its first season earlier this week. Uh, it's the first Game of Thrones prequel. We're expecting more, but for now, this was coming under the cloud of, like, Game of Thrones basically, like, sabotaging its like final seasons. Uh, we've been through, like, 10 weeks of it now, so the perceptions have really changed and like evolved over the that because it began like in late october uh how do you feel about it now uh my feelings remain kind of consistent through the season i feel okay. i enjoyed it when it started and then hmm. i mean i was really engaged uh the whole way through like i kept looking forward to the next episode even if i wasn't following the intricacies of the plot i mean it was Broadly speaking, I was invested. Yeah, the intricacy of the plot are affected by the fact that every time you sort of pick up with a new episode, it almost feels like you've lived a week, but like the show has lived like months or years at times. Yeah, and without any explanation, right? No one's going to like throw some text at the yeah. screen. and Yeah. The only thing they'll do is like, I think that every time that happens, a time jump, in the first few minutes, they'll try to get a dialogue hmm. in which reveals the said time job. So at least to give you an idea of how much time has yeah. passed. Plus I was, I mean, al- already expecting some form of time jump and like uh, cast changes. So it would have been mm. weirder if I didn't know that, um, I suppose. But right. then because I did, I was kind of, when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, so this is when it happens. Um, yeah, so I think I going in, what I knew was that it was going to be a 10-year gap at some point because I think I'd done interviews with some of the cast members. Mm. Uh, what I didn't know was that there was going to be time jumps within the same cast as well. Like, even when we have the younger people, I don't know if it happens with the older ones, but when we, when we have the younger crowd, we do, like, mini jumps with them mm. as well. Like, mm. we, I think the second episode, I think, is, like, a year after the first one or something. Uh, the third episode, I think, is six months or something, and we again jump two, three years in the middle. So, like... By the time we even do that 10-year jump, when the cast actually changes, mm. we've actually already, think I think, spent like eight or nine years with the younger cast, like in terms of their lives. So it's actually, I think the entire season ends up being probably 20 years, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, plus those shorter time jumps uh, in the first third of the season kind of establishes mm. what kind of show it is, right? So when the longer ones happen, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I like I expect it. Um, so it's not jarring. Yeah, it's almost like doing two crown seasons in like one, because like crown is known to do like those short jumps, right? The entire time, whenever they do, because they always do like minimum one decade, if not two. Uh, so they have to like hmm. jump like two, three years if they're gonna do like eight or nine, hmm. ten episodes. But I think they have eight episodes actually. Uh, so this one does that, but then midway through the season, literally, it almost becomes like, oh yeah, we just we don't have time. Like, or we don't want to, like, spend too much, like, with this cast now. So, we're just going to, like, blow up the entire show Mm. and, like, introduce a new, whole new cast. I mean, weirdly enough, more than Game of Thrones, it reminded me of The Crown. Especially that first episode, which, you know, a coronation happens and another one happens later on. And the whole arc itself is very much, you know, a queen coming into her own, um, combined with, obviously, the coming of age of her as a teenager and then, you know becoming a mother yeah even the and the, the finale like i also sort of get like feelings of like a mirror sort of like almost like i felt like it was like intentional mm-hmm, how yeah. in the first episode ends with like her mother uh dying because like a child is pushed mm-hmm. out of her but the child also is still mm-hmm. born and in the end she gives birth like she's almost like so i don't know like it's like i don't know what 
I couldn't really like tell what she was feeling or going through, but it's almost like she wanted to be like rid of the pregnancy or something. Like she just wanted to like get done with it. Uh, and the child like is not born as well in this case. So, so that way, like the parallels were clearly like intentional. Yeah. In that way, the show, like the entire season feels like a contained story with a very, like it's written very carefully. You know, there is a very uh, defined structure. There are those themes that it keeps revisiting. There are the the mm. pregnancies and the 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 childbirths. Oh, yeah, that's not the only yeah. one, right? Like there's there's Damon's second wife as well. Mm. It happens. With. I mean, just just the fact that it keeps returning to graphic like childbirth sequences in itself mm. is like a motif. Um, yeah. so it's doing a lot of things. Um, and you are you're right. Like she by the time, and I think some character, some midwife person also like comments about it. She's like how many times have we been through this before like you know so it's acknowledging like the repeated torture as well yeah uh in mm. the final episode. yeah and the, and the midwife things are done previously as well like i remember now you just mentioned the midwife like i remember the i think it was the second episode or the third where they go into the forest mm. uh entire party and uh queen alicent like is pregnant at that point the young queen alicent uh and she like has already been through like she's already produced one heir gone and she has pregnant with the second one and she makes some comment about to the king you know like how her pregnancies have been like quite like you know normal like mm-hmm. she hasn't really been through a lot and they give like give us like a reaction shot of the midwife and she's like i don't know what she's <laughs> talking about but like that's a that's a blatant mm. lie <laughs> i mean what did you feel about those sequences like the, i remember watching the first one and being like oh my god that's kind of insane and then by the time the final one happens i it, i was like shocked the first one seems all, almost like childish then. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, I don't know what um, they were thinking though. I don't know. I think I sort of like, in a way, welcome them almost. Like, I don't know if it sounds weird, but uh, when the first one happened, like my reaction actually was more like I hated Viserys in that moment. Hmm. Yeah, because right? I like, you're meant to. To me, yeah. it seemed like, yeah, I felt like you were like, oh, everyone thinks of you as this like gentle king, but you essentially sanctioned uh your wife's like death mm-hmm, yeah. by like being like so like sun like whatever like wanting it's almost like the holy grail for him or something like you i must have mm. it uh and i was like this this guy's like irredeemable at this point for me like i don't care how nice he has been to this woman for like what however long they've been married but this is this is like a breaking point for me and i cannot be like you know this guy cannot come back from this but then he does somehow in the course of the season like he, like the things that he like sort of the way he behaves like he's just He's sometimes the sanest guy in the room. Like a lot of times he's the sane, only sane mm. person and everyone else is going bonkers mm. around him. Uh, and without him, the what the what eventually what will happen in season two, the war would have started much, much sooner. So in a way, like you have to sort of, he might not be like a g- great like man per se, like a great sort of father, whatever. Like he's so like interested in having a male heir. But then he's also like, I guess he is, was good for the kingdom. Like otherwise... Uh, the chaos would have started much sooner. So, yeah, he is pretty normal for, you know, the whatever fantasy period that he exists in. Also, I feel it's... I can imagine a dude behaving like that even in our own country, uh, Sarka <laughs> 2022. Yeah. Uh, you know, just being yeah. like, I have four daughters or six daughters or whatever. I need a male whatever. That heir. And yeah. like, if the wife is having a difficult labor then i'm 100 percent sure they would like choose whatever 50 50 chance yeah. you know 
I I felt those parallels sometimes as well, which is like almost eerie because like you know like you're watching a show which is like supposed to be ancient, whatever history. At least if it's in a set like in a world where the future will be Earth or whatever, or uh, or like at least our times are modified, and I'm just like this doesn't feel like sometimes fantasy or mm. like you know like parallel like ages ago or whatever. Like this feels like I'm still just living in this world except there's no like dragons or whatever. Yeah. I mean that being said, and so we just have better medicine. I was kind of bothered by the repeated. childbirth stuff not because right. of what they were showing but because of how kind of pointlessly mean spirited it felt like i know hmm. that they didn't do a lot of the problematic stuff that they used to do in game of thrones this season right which was like the violence against women right but this felt yeah. in a way like a stand in for that like hame अत्याचार तो करना ही है बट लाइक वी वॉन्ट डू इट दैट वे वील डू इट दिस वे एंड आई एम थिंकिंग वाई दो लाइक वाई डू हैव टू लाइक बी सो ब्रूटल बिकॉज इट्स हैपनिंग लाइक देर इज नो इक्विबलेंट ऑफ दैट टू द मैन राइट दे जस्ट गेट देर हेड चॉप ऑफ विच इज लाइक वॉट एवर बट योर इज लाइक सस्टेन टॉर्चर सस्टेन लाइक क्रूअलिटी and it happens once and twice but then then after like the sixth time i'm like oh so this is you're making some sort of point now uh, but i don't get it mm. are you trying to say that it's difficult for them like but i got that just because of the the patriarchal setup of the society like i got that already so what so what's next now right yeah no that's fair so yeah so what you said about beser is kind of transforming as the season goes along a similar thing happens with damon also right because damon is like when he's introduced he's like the villain right like there is no doubt yeah, in my head he's like, like oh my god he's like a playboy villain ha like he's proper villain so when he arrives mm. you're like oh my god like something is going to happen now right something not <laughs> nice but then final episode he's like <laughs> he's like a sympathetic figure almost right which is kind of remarkable if you think about the arc of yeah. that character which which like in a way they flip it with like Kristen Cole right like when he's introduced Correct. he seems like uh he's going to be like the voice of re- reason or something or at least like mm. the person who actually sort of like cares about mm. this woman of like no one else like everyone else like treats Renera as like second class or whatever she's just mm. the cup bearer uh she's going to it's going to be good to have like someone for her to like who's going to actually like listen to her at least like be there or maybe he's actually going like, to care about her but the moment like she sort of gives in and becomes vulnerable around him his like reaction is like so bonkers it's like oh you are you're a princess but why don't you just like give up your entire like five dom and just like run away with, them, with me and then mm. when that doesn't happen like when she rejects him naturally mm. uh she's not going to like abandon her, her entire family for like this dude she's like uh fell in like what passion love or just like had like sex for a couple of times uh he's just like he becomes the f- like act- next villain right like replacing almost like the demons like hmm. uh masculine er- energy in the show i mean i kind of found it a little one note like uh, the christian cole thing because yeah i think that feels one note because it's around the time when the time jump happens right the big hmm. one yeah i think that's why uh, it doesn't land as well it would have landed if it like we had seen those 10 years probably yeah because when when he's basically like a spawned lover right and hmm. i don't know what he was thinking he is essentially like a rebound right so when when renera is like no thank you uh his villain turn happens basically off screen 
Um, yeah, and it partially happened. Like the kickoff happens at the hmm, wedding where hmm. he like literally beats up uh, the husband's lover hmm. uh, in front of everyone, and it's just magical hmm. that he survive, somehow survives that. But I guess it's it's explained by the fact that he sort of is taken under under the wing of the queen, right? So if he, if the queen favors him, no one's gonna say like, hmm. why is that dude who murdered someone hmm. <laughs> still around? Which is what I found really interesting about this show in particular is that you know Game of Thrones had very clearly defined heroes and villains right even though hmm. pretended to be all like nuanced great characters yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all nonsense like you knew who you wanted to root for and you knew who you wanted to hate right yeah like there were those sort of characters yeah very there were very few characters who would na- flip between black and white i mean even though i mean ostensibly like jamie lannister was a great character right but, hmm. but he was a hero right Yeah, I mean, after eventually, point, like, yeah, he was a hero. Once, once you understood him, like, he—that's hmm. what he looked like. Um, and then there were like the more obvious, like Jon Snow is like Captain America. Yeah, almost. like there's he no. He was literally from the beginning. He was a sympathetic character, right? There was hmm. no way you could ever hate huh. him. But here, I am still like I've seen one whole season of this show, and I have no idea who's the hero, who's the like. कल को कोई भी इनमें से विलन बन सकता है एंड आई वुड बाय इट एंड एनीवन कुड बिकम द हीरो एंड आई बाय इट एंड दैट्स डाउन टू लाइक टेक्स वेरी लिटिल फॉर देम टू डू बिकम दैट बिकॉज़ दे हैव सच सम ऑफ लाइक एट लीस्ट सम ऑफ देम द लीड कैरेक्टर्स हैव सच लाइक दे बी हैव लाइक न्यूक्लियर वेपन्स विद देम राइट सो लाइक दे डू दे कैन बी लाइक गुड देयर एंटायर लाइव्स और लाइक दे कैन दे कैन बी हैव गुड इंटेंशंस देयर एंटायर लाइव्स आई शुड से दैट But then they do like one thing in the sky, and you'll be like, "Yeah, that character is like bonkers." No, but then that if if that were to happen, like for instance, if a Daenerys situation were to happen in this show, hmm. I would buy it, right? Because I've spent ten episodes, uh, not having made up my mind about them. Uh, no, no, I'm saying I wouldn't. It's not like I wouldn't buy it. I'm saying that would change your perception, right? Like if they went crazy, they would be like, even if like say Renata hmm. did that, right? If Renata's hmm. like after like reaction to her like. Hmm. Losing her child, she just goes like, like probably like kills three of the other other family. You'd be like, yeah, like now I'm not so sure. Like if her entire intentions about you know holding the realm together were like that on honorable. But then wouldn't you feel like it was justified? Because I yeah, feel exactly. Yeah. That's that's what good writing does, right? Exactly, that's what yeah. they've done across the season is that they've except the part where like I'm not convinced. The only part I'm not convinced is about is uh, Alison's like undying belief in her uh, husband's last words. Which went mm. completely against what he has been saying when he was sober for twenty years. <laughs> Except those parts, everything else has felt like these are just human beings dealing with the limited information they have, or dealing with like the ambitions or the goals that they have, or like caring about the people who are around them mm. and acting on those values. Right? It doesn't mm. feel like they're uh, chess pieces on a board or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the the plot is very much like, uh, what's the next move? And mm. oh, like उसने उसका ये कर दिया. It's very like I found it to be very trashy. Like <laughs> this is <laughs> trashy. It's it's like a teen show almost. You know? Yeah, I think it also feels that way because it moves so quickly, right? Huh. But then I feel with Alison particularly, like the show is so it's trying so hard to not make her the villain, but also is putting her in that position, uh, mm. which I find very interesting because we are projecting our. And whatever biases that we have, uh, yeah, on to. I mean, think whatever our understanding of like medieval like hmm. kingdoms is, right? Like we're like, yeah, this is how things supposed to be because this is how that person has said it and that person said it, and we've heard it in like five different like movies or something. Hmm. 
she isn't she hasn't done anything wrong per se right she is in fact almost naive in the position that she's yeah. been put in uh she she isn't for instance she wasn't bred to be a queen like renera like who's mm. waiting all her life for this yeah job she has always and and played, she hmm. and she hasn't doesn't want it right as it is revealed in the fu- second last episode hmm. when rainies confronts her like have you ever thought about yourself hmm. and it's almost like a mix mix of like not just thinking about her family survival which she has put first but hmm. also a case of like she's never really thought about it yeah she is the ultimate housewife right she everything yeah. she's doing is ultimately for her kids right which i how to su- keep them alive yeah 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 i suppose that and in a way when whatever viserys mumbles the, whatever he does like the prophecy mm. and stuff i don't know if she like it's a part of her is believing it because she wants to believe it like it's yeah. not even she knows it's not like like it's almost like she needed like some reason nudge. yeah she needed the nudge, nudge to like yeah. yeah to be like you know how do i make ensure my kids come out on top right with mm. almost like a rattery or whatever like cuz she knows like she's been told her entire <coughs> life ever since she started having kids her her father's been telling her hmm. there is not room for two families hmm. if the day renera becomes queen your kids are always going to be like under the sword or whatever yeah. so she's been like you know that that's been drilled into her and we we saw right we saw how anxious she was as a teenager like those how she yeah. just pull out her nails and everything like so even though that may not happen physically there is the young alison is still somewhere inside in that head right that anxious hmm. woman Yeah and then there isn't a single moment where she doesn't feel like she's over she's in over her head right like she's mm. always trying to catch up like it, you never get the sense that she's ahead of whatever is happening yeah uh, which like she's literally blindsided like in the second last episode mm. when Viserys dies and she appears like for mm. her it's just like going to be uh, she she thinks it's going to be like they're going to be like oh ha we should inform Renera and then this will happen mm. and she just finds out they've been ready they've been ready for 20 years for this very moment where they would try to use usurp the throne and put a egon on it okay speaking of children <laughs> where do we stand on the incest stuff uh so that's something that just like i took it like face value right like so it's not like new so if like anyone who watched game of thrones uh hmm. knows how the targaryens are right? we were told plenty of times uh hmm. i think there was a, even a point where Daenerys, like the brother who like Daenerys was trying to marry her off to, sorry, he was trying to marry her off to like, I forgot the name of Jason Momoa's character. Carl uh, Drogo. Carl Drogo, yeah. So there's a time I think where he sort of implies that he's ready to like what marry him or himself or himself or something, and then he's yeah, yeah, it was her introduction scene was off. Yeah, like it's almost like he was in like love with her and he was happy to have his She's wife or whatever. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he only like sort of. Marries her off because he wanted like Carl Drogo's like army to conquer Westeros back, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. and so the, mm-hmm. and it's been told to us even through the seasons, like yeah, the Targaryens used to be like that. So like I came into the show with that sort of accepted knowledge in my head, right? Like that this is how uh, Targaryen dynasty has always been because they believe it's almost like and and as we know, right? George Martin has always taken everything from like our history. So kings and queens of Europe used to do this because they used to believe otherwise their bloodlines would like thin out or whatever their royal mm-hmm. bloodlines. So they had to to mm. preserve their royal bloodlines. They had to like intermarry and and ensure that mm. their children would be like. So this is why a king of Greece or a queen of that like or a duchy or princess of like some Romania would marry some like other kingdom uh, and yeah. stuff like that, which is basically what they're doing, right? They're ensuring. Uh, Isn't they, like the 
queen and like whatever prince philip also like some cousin person exactly, like yeah. second like, cousin exactly yeah they have it which is why they also have like now that we know how medicine works like it's it's like frowned upon because we know it's like going to like result in deformities and that that happened that in the uh they were too if they were too rigid mm. if you just like have, have children and your blood keeps thinning eventually your children are going to be not going to be born, born properly which is what sort of that's the other side to see all those childbirth scenes right like that's almost in a way it's happening like they don't understand it but it's happening because i think even viserys like they don't explain it ever because she dies so quickly but viserys first wife uh was i think apparently his second cousin or something um mm. like her granddad was like a targaryen or something at some point and like obviously i think joffrey was the, like the he was jaime and sorcy's yeah that was the we saw boy. but yeah like in this situation is just like this is right now accepted right like at, at, at a point eventually yeah. uh, it became unacceptable i guess whatever because of the religion or whatever i think the seven become much more powerful right as the years go on uh but currently this is how just way things go so i think for me it was never like a i remember like i saw like when the show started in august uh there were like reviews literally which like they took an this objection to this like they were like how can a show uh display incest so openly and i'm just like dude it's a show about targaryens what were you expecting i think the difference with this show as compared to game of thrones the game of thrones mein jab bhi hota tha you kind of noticed it hmm. you know there was no point where you were like oh yeah this is what happens so right? whenever it did happen you were like you yeah <laughs> but here it feels very matter of fact like when when the first time it happens you kind of noticed it but then as a show goes along it either like you get used to it or whatever yeah. but then and it's supposed to be matter of fact right because like they've been doing yeah. practicing it like every is common knowledge like everyone's marrying their like sisters and everything which is literally like Aegon has is married as mm. like younger sister uh it's never shown on screen like huh. she's just like shown i think once with her, her two kids but that's happened there i think there was one point where someone like off handedly mentions ke koi some bachchi ko shaadi karwa do with some other yeah. her, her own brother yeah. or something like some baby yeah <laughs> that was a story and the, the cousin like the uh, step steps siblings are married right here with like the children between the not dead villain they change that he ran off in a boat i don't know if he he become mm-hmm. important later the gay guy uh but mm-hmm. that guy's son villain not his they actually not his sons but like strong sons in a way strong and rena mm-hmm. sons uh have been sort of married off to uh their first cousin or whatever i don't know what's going on there yeah, but something like that mm. yeah it's all over the place like this is what targaryens are you just have to like their life and it's nothing mm. out of the ordinary for them i suppose yeah until uh, they like unless you teach them like medicine from the future and then they'll be like oh god what are we doing because right now they believe that if they don't do this they'll lose like whatever control over the dragon or something right like this is what is giving mm. them their power which is dumb but mm. like they don't have knowledge of science i mean yeah it makes sense for whatever it in, internal logic yeah. is obviously of the show um dragon stuff yeah like dragon stuff dragon stuff was cool i suppose there's a lot of it yeah which like made sense because like it's a trusted property now right like game of thrones i think but had like a budget of 8 million i think for the entire season first one if i'm not wrong uh yeah they had to like save up their budget for that uh what was the first battle blackwater right in first season episode 9 Uh, I don't remember. Where like Tyrion sort of masterminds it and saves King's Landing from Stannis Baratheon. First season. That was first season. Was that season two? That's possible. I think Ned 
dies in the first season, right? Oh yeah. Episode Sorry, nine, I'm, I'm talking whatever. about season two, episode nine. My bad. Yeah, first season, mm-hmm. episode nine is you're right. Obviously, that, that's the big one. Uh, they didn't have a battle in the entire season then. Oh yeah, they did a battle I off remember, screen. Yeah, so I remember like some people had put some tweets out comparing like Game of Thrones' first season, House of the Dragon' mm. first season in terms of just visual, like just the joust sequence in House of the Dragon, yeah. just like a full stadium and stuff. Whereas Game of Thrones was like a patch of land. <laughs> yeah, naturally. So yeah, exactly. Like even though like you know, like yeah, fantasy wasn't like a thing on like TV, right? Like Lord of the Rings happened sure on movies. In two thousands, mm. early two thousands, but like mm. TV, it wasn't like a proven thing. So you know, no one was gonna spend like hundreds of millions of dollars. No, no, but I remember watching. Like I remember watching Game of Thrones the day it premiered, mm. and I remember feeling, oh my god, this is a big show. Yeah, like at no point at that point, yeah, I think was. that was like what was like big for TV, right? And we've just been spoiled in that decade since. Mm. Like Thrones kicked him to the hundred ten, ten or eleven, mm-hmm. uh, and to, since mm-hmm. between two thousand ten and twenty twenty, like we just like. TV has like it's it's probably like still going on right the golden age of TV or whatever, uh, mm. and people just been spending more and more. Like, I mean, we've sp- only spoken about like the biggest or the most expensive TV show of all time, uh, mm. and they're not these guys are still not spending anything close to that. But they obviously are spending. I think they're close spending like I think Game of Thrones season five or Game of Thrones six level money already. So and that mm. shows on screen from the beginning. It shows on screen. I mean. Now that you mentioned Lord of the Rings, like I dropped out of that show, <laughs> I disliked it. I think so I only much. finished it because like I was gonna like write something for work. But yeah, I probably would have dropped out if I was watching for, for myself. Yeah, I watched like those whatever. How many screens were there? Two. Two. Yeah. Three. Two. I don't remember. So two, I barely got through those, <laughs> and then I was like, no way, no way in hell am I going to put myself through this for eight weeks. Yeah. It, it gets like marginally better, but like I'm not. I'm, it's it's just like. If I was gonna have to compare it to this one, I mean, it's a bit two very different shows. I don't, don't want to put them against like, you know, side by side. Mm. But like, House of Dragon is like fifty times better for me. I mean, even independently, if you were to watch that show any other time, uh, Lord of the Rings, you'd be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it makes me. It's just so poorly done. So you haven't you seen know, all the, like, the uh, other sort of six episodes they were after the two. Yeah, uh, but like that show basically like the entire first season is like. Uh, almost like lost in a way because it's like a puzzle box. <laughs> it's like J.J. Abrams like made the show or something, and the entire season is structured around uh, finding basically like who are, are revealing to us who is Sauron. That's the show. That's the first season. Fun. And like, look at this show. Right, this show is like it's just about like the intrigue and like the how people are petty and how they behave and how they if they when they don't have like the full information like they take like things that. Stupidly, and they they don't even bother to check with the other they person. They behave like people. Nobody yeah, exactly. They behave like people. Exactly. Like That's why you person. can relate to them, even if they're dragon riders, which I can never like relate to. Uh, I can relate to them because they they just behave like human beings in other times. Uh, you know, like those the oldest themes ever created. You know, this jealousy, betrayal. Yeah, it's just like basic emotions, right? And it works. And like Elodie has none of this, and that's why it fails. Like you just, they just feel all of them feel like gods or whatever. And it's like, why am I watching this? They talk so much. And they're talking like so fancy, which I guess Tolkien or whatever. So they're talking like fancy language, like and they make like high, like you know, they'll they'll speak in metaphors and stuff. These guys will speak like us. They'll be like, "Tu ne mesa ye kaise kara? How dare you? Blah blah blah. I'll kill you." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of impressed with just the sheer level of. 
stuff that happens in this show house of the dragon and how difficult it must have been to not only explain to viewers like all the different moving pieces mm. but also to not come across like you're explaining you know like we yeah. complained about exposition yeah. but at no point does this feel like you are being spoken to condescendingly or you know it it takes you along for the ride and i think that is where it succeeds also yeah. because you want to know what happens next, yeah and, you know? and the best part is like that what you need for a show to exp- is work is that it needs to be like watchable moment to moment right and this show kills at that like the mm-hmm. first episode mm-hmm. like it's been still it's been i think it's been like four months since i saw it i think i saw it in like late july or something and mm-hmm. i couldn't wait to talk about that episode to everyone i was like this is like the one of the mm-hmm. best pilots i've seen in like years yeah it was really good pilot um and then i mean the show probably didn't like hit those heights in the episodes after that but like there are still some episodes i think it's the driftmark one i love uh and i said mm. that's what i i love the show right it's like you can feel like there are individual moments in those scenes when i'm just like that was amazing like i just you were hooked moment to moment you were like oh ek ghanta khatam ho gaya i don't know why that went versus yeah, yeah, it was fly, you know there's flies, too much of yeah. like erotic and like, other shows like that like it's too much of like they're designing the show like a long movie right they're like ha aaj story chalu hoga is show story khatam hoga episode 7 mein and like hmm. no stop doing no, that this is this is television yeah yeah this is television like you're it's everything is paid off in the same episode you start here you end there and like everything is builds on that uh mm. and you're writing for tv you're not writing key for like 50 hours i also enjoyed like like just small like subversive moments where you this you know having seen like eight seasons of game of thrones you expect something to happen <laughs> in episode 9 yeah. but then they're like it's it was such a different episode 9 i was like episode 9 is going to be like the big battle right like and then t- episode 10 will be like the tables whatever cleaner and you set up for next season but mm-hmm. nahi episode 9 was like so contained like episode 9 was like more contained than any other episode probably is yeah. it about like finding one dude like it's about like finding hamara wo kahan gaya banda usko dhoondna hai this is like run around like king's landing and they have a mult conversation like which is what show i loved about game of thrones you know and i wish the show would do that more because it's It's so contained. It's like too much King's Landing sometimes for me. I was like, I wish they would ha- could give it more space and expand. Because uh, I I love those moments where you know the character would just go on like journeys. The entire season, Brienne and mm. Arya would just walk. You know, they're going somewhere, yeah. and we would just like see mm-hmm. what their journey is, and they would talk to each other and figure things mm. out. Like and and that's what like episode nine did a bit, right? They could, even in a contained space, they like they paired uh, Kristen Cole with Eamon, and they paired those like twins mm. or whatever. uh even Kings the God. final even the final episode yeah. is con- is a contained so yeah, it's like only dragon story Jaceres. yeah yeah it opens with him like kind of absent mindedly just walking around yeah um uh, and over the course of that are you the the dread builds right mm. when you when when it comes to that child in particular because we keep coming back to me like when they when they suggest that oh we should go as envoys i was like that's a bad call the moment i heard that mission i was like are you crazy like what is wrong with this this person wants to be queen and her first move Mm. is let's send my teenage children who have never been in a fight solo without any protection okay off you go and then she says something like uh, you will be welcomed what is wrong and it becomes like full (laughs) horror movie like i loved that shot you know when he like lands at storms end and vegar is in the background yeah there. like storms end is a pelak naam se tumne you built it and i mean yeah there has to be something dramatic 
Uh, mm. And he lands like, that Vega shot was insane. I was like, yeah, this guy's not coming back. Vega I knew it. The moment shot, he landed yeah, and that shot happened, mm. I was like, this card is not making it allowed alive today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's so nicely done, right? Because it is contained and it is, you're invested in that character. Mm. Uh, and you don't really know much about him. But then you're like, oh, he shouldn't die. Yeah. Uh, but then you know he's like a dead man walking the whole time. And you know what's going to happen once he dies. You yeah. Know? And, oh... Uh, so yeah, I mean, two years now, I suppose, they've said, right? The wait, yeah, Before. probably like, yeah, early 2024, sadly, but, okay, I mean. By which time I will forget every last thing <laughs> about this. That's why recaps <laughs> exist. <laughs> but, huh, I guess, something to, uh, it could have gone so, like, horrifically wrong yeah because like even show. if they made it mediocre what would happen is they would be like yeah like game of thrones is back and it's, it's it's like hey it's like mm. kachara like we, mm. let's forget about game of thrones because you know like and they, they put, people just yeah. piled on right like the the aftermath of like watching season eight because of that it would have gotten a bad rap even more of that even though they were not connected mm. but like yeah, yeah. So, you know where you were sort of like you were going ag- uphill you like you had to like fight Everyone's and you hold like the franchise's future depends on this yeah, show, right? Yeah, because the finale butchered um, it of the pre the main mm. show. It fell to this one to sort of like clean the slate and ensure that <coughs> now now the it's almost not like, only not only is it good, it's good on its own terms. Yeah. like it's not yeah, it's trying just to a good copy. Show. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's like a really good fantasy show. That kind of stands on its own two feet without like uh, doing. Uh, I mean, I guess there is like a couple of fan service moments, mm. uh, like Dagger stuff and you know, like Aegon stuff. But then largely it's independent. Yeah. And that's what's cool about Like tonally, it's so different from Game of Thrones, you know, just like the way it's made. And I felt all of that was really nice. So I was like very impressed with this show. Yep, that does it. Thank you so much. Uh, that's all for this episode of The Long Take. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at The Long Take Pod. You can write to us at thelongtakepod at gmail.com. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review. Uh, we'll notice this episode and we will see you next week.